you're sick of all the abundance gurus who preach the power of mindset or financial experts who scold you for enjoying the occasional latte, then you are in the right place. The Mind Money Balance Show explores the intersection of mental health and money. We explore broader factors that impact your financial life as a whole. I'm your host, Lindsay Bryan Podvin. I'm a financial therapist, woman of color, author, and founder of the company Mind Money Balance. When I'm not nerding out on the emotional and psychological side of money, you can usually find me walking my pup and listening to an astrology podcast or curled up with a giant bowl of popcorn watching Bravo TV. This show originally airs as a video on my YouTube channel. So if you hear me say things like, as you can see here, or click this, you'll have to head over to the YouTube link that's linked in the show notes to see exactly what I'm referencing. And if you want to jump into the community, you can join in on the conversation in the comments section over on YouTube. With that, let's go. I'm going to be sharing a laundry list of different ideas to help you save on travel so you can take that next trip that you so desperately need and want. I'm talking specifically about 21 ways to save up for your next trip. First, you have to have a plan. For example, if you want to get away relatively quickly and you want to do a long weekend and you feel pretty comfortable spending $600, What you have to do then is say, for the next four months, I have to save $150. If you're planning on taking a bigger trip that costs $5,000, but you also have more time, maybe you say, over the next 10 months, I'm going to set aside $500 every single month so that I can take that trip. I'm a huge fan of autosave. I talk about it all the time in my ADHD video and then also in ways to practice financial self-care. Making sure that you have your savings on autopilot is one of the best things that you can do when you're saving up for any sort of goal, but especially a short or midterm goal like saving up for travel. This is like a hot tip to help you supercharge your motivation when it comes to saving for a vacation and literally put in there Yellowstone trip summer 2024 or anniversary weekend or whatever the trip may be. Get specific so when you see that money growing in that account, you can feel really proud that you know what you're working toward. Bonus points if you take a picture of the place that you're going to go and put it on your phone or maybe stick it up behind you so you can see it, or behind you rather. I don't know what direction I'm facing, anyway. But make it tangible and tactile to you. And then when friends and family are saying like, oh, come out to eat, or you should join us at the movies, let them know, hey, I would love to, but I'm saving up for this epic vacation. The second thing is temporary increases in income. I think too often when we are looking at kind of our personal balance sheet and we're looking at how much is coming in and how much is going out, It can feel really overwhelming to try and find ways to make a big chunk of change all at once. So instead, I think about how can you lovingly challenge yourself to save just a little bit more by bringing in a little bit more. Let me give you just a few examples. You can tutor different kids, college students, or adults who are working on attaining different education levels. If you are in an area that's got a lot of younger kiddos, you can think about kind of the basic subjects, reading, writing, math, etc. If you have any interest in teaching children in different countries, English, and you speak English relatively well and understand it pretty well, you can try a service like VIP Kid or VIP Kid. I don't know exactly which way it's pronounced. I've heard it pronounced both ways, but it is a website where you, as a native English speaker or as a person who speaks and understands English reasonably well, is partnered up with a child elsewhere who's working on developing their skills as an English speaker. Maybe you're not really interested in working with kids. There are lots of ways to tutor adults who are interested in different things. 
When I say adults, I'm talking about, yes, young adults who are in community college or who are in college, but also adults who are studying to get their citizenship here and they need some help memorizing the questions that are asked when they take the test for American citizenship. These are things like the basic civics. So you can literally Google like civics questions that will be asked on U.S. citizenship questionnaires and kind of look around, ask around for places that might need tutors in that subject. If you're like me and you have a fur animal who is right by your feet all the time and a little Velcro dog and you have to walk your dog anyway, a great thing to do is to see if anybody else in your neighborhood or in your area needs dog walking services. Well, of course, you can use word of mouth and text a handful of friends or make a post on something like Nextdoor or Facebook. If that feels too overwhelming to you, you can also sign up for a service like Rover or WAG. These are essentially apps that connect you to a pet owner doesn't just have to be dogs. You can also do cat sitting, bird sitting, lizard sitting, all sorts of things, but they're most commonly known for their dog walking services. You can set your rates and turn on or off your availability. So if you're just trying to save up for something quickly like a vacation, you might maybe do extra walks to get a little bit more income in the meantime. Speaking of apps, you can do things like drive for ride share services, or if you don't really love the idea of a stranger in your car, but you want to earn some additional money and you have your own vehicle, you could also sign up for something like Shipt, Instacart, DoorDash, or Uber Eats. There are many of these different services popping up all the time, so you can always check and see what's available there. What I think is really cool about them is that because there recently has been a shortage of people to kind of take on some of this gig work, they have been offering some pretty good sign-on bonuses. Make sure you read the fine print and you actually do everything that you need to do in order to get that sign-on bonus. I've seen sign-on bonuses from $100 all the way up to $500 depending on the app, depending on how many drives you do or deliveries you make, but definitely search around and see if any of them are offering any new driver sign-up bonuses. If you live in a big city and have access to somewhere for somebody to park a car, you can actually rent out your parking space. Google how to run out a parking space in my city for tips and ideas on how to do it. Similarly, if you're not in a big city, but you are in an area where people come to town frequently for things like athletic events or music performances or theater, if you live within walking distance of an event venue, you can also say, hey, you can park here for a fraction of the cost that it would be to park at the venue. It's another great option if you're looking for a quick cash infusion and you live in close proximity to any of those larger style venues. If you are a creator, you can sell your goods in your wares. So of course, you can list your things on a site like Etsy, but the thing with a place like Etsy, no shade, is that they often take a large percentage of what the creator is selling, and it usually takes some time to build up your brand on Etsy. So it's not a totally terrible idea. If you have the creativity and you feel comfortable marketing yourself and you're willing to look into how to name your products and how to move up the food chain in that search engine, then it might be a good option for you. But other options that you might not have considered are things like local farmers markets or craft markets. Oftentimes they are looking for new vendors and you might be able to buy a vendor's license for a low cost and test it out for something like a summer so you can save up money over the summer to take a vacation. Or maybe you already know somebody who has a vendor's license and they might be willing to kind of split their vendor license with you, check for the rules in your area. I'm not encouraging you to break your rules, but maybe you can split the cost of a vendor license with them or a table with them 
and sell some of your wares there. I've recently seen the library act as like a pop-up site for different craft and specialty goods. So check in with your community library to see if they are hosting any sort of craft sale pop-up. I've seen everything from baked goods to buttons and lapel pins all the way up to painting and pottery available for sale at my local library. They do them somewhere between once a month and once a week, depending on the season. But that could be another great way to sell your stuff without feeling like you have to create a business on the side. The third thing you can do to help save up money for a trip is to temporarily cut spending. And I know I'm not a big fan of saying cut spending. I'm a much bigger fan of saying, how can we increase your income? But if it is temporary, for example, if you're taking that long weekend and you have a few months to save, then maybe you can just temporarily hit pause on some of your streaming subscriptions or some things that you might not be using as often. If you are a fitness buff and you love to move your body and your fitness subscription helps you to move your body, I don't think that you necessarily have to cancel it and then just stop moving. I personally like to do a little Google search of gyms in my area that offer new member discounts or new member intro rates, meaning for seven days, 14 days, I've even seen some gyms offer up to 30-day discounts for new members. So you might be able to save some money if you were at like a very boutique gym that was charging you $100 or $200 a month. You might be able to get a new member deal for two weeks or for a month for something like or $50. So you can look into that. Cook your meals at home. Even if you're not a cook, there are so many great quick recipes. I have been loving a book called Cook-ish, and it helps you kind of look at your pantry and look at your freezer and figure out what you can make from the food that you already have at home, which leads into my next tip, which is challenge yourself to use up as much as possible that's already in your freezer or in your pantry. I think we all have that box of rice that we've been meaning to make and we just haven't yet made it or a can of beans that have just been, you know, VIP in our pantry for a long time. But there's a lot that you can do with them. So see if you can get creative and use up everything or as much as possible before you head out to the grocery store. Another way to save on food is to check what you're throwing in the compost bin at the end of every week or at the end of every month. We all have aspirational spending sometimes when it comes to groceries and we think maybe we'll have more time, energy, or bigger stuff to consume the food that we buy, but a lot of it sadly ends up in the food waste. If you find yourself composting the same types of food again and again, make a loving note to yourself to just leave those things off of your grocery list next time. If you like to partake in drinking or drugging, can you hit pause for seven days, maybe two weeks, maybe 30 days, and challenge yourself to save the money that you would have spent on those substances and put them in your travel-based savings fund? Four is to get crafty with your entertainment. I know I mentioned cutting some streaming services and things like that, but you also can maybe think about the ways that you've been getting entertainment. Maybe you're a big concert goer or movie goer and see how you can get them for a reduced cost or for free. I live in an area where in the summer there are tons of free concerts around if you just keep your eyes and ears open for them. Google free concerts in my area, festivals in my area to see what is available near you for some free entertainment. A hot tip is that a lot of community colleges and youth theater groups and youth choir groups often put on production for a fraction of the cost that it would be for a bigger production. And they're 
pretty darn good. And it's fun to go out and support your local artists at a young age and can be really sweet and tender to see kids out there like doing their thing. Another great idea to save on entertainment is to look up when free museum entry days are. Oftentimes it's like the first Sunday of the month or the last Thursday of the month. So figure out where you want to go and Google the museum or the zoo or the amusement plus discount day to see what comes up. Another thing to consider if you're trying to get discounts on entertainment is to note what professional associations you are affiliated with and see if they have a discount like that. The one that always comes to mind, of course, is the folks who have served as veterans. There's usually a veteran discount, but there are also discounts for things like healthcare workers and teachers. So do your due diligence and see if you can qualify for any of those discounts to get your entertainment on the cheap. If you love to go out and cutting going out just does not feel feasible to you, did you know that you can do something called secret shopping? I used to do a lot of secret shopping back in the day when I was living paycheck to paycheck because I wanted to go out and I wanted to enjoy my life, but I also couldn't literally do it. So what you want to do is Google a larger city near you. And when I say larger, like they don't have to be like bustling metropolises, but Google the city plus secret shopping plus food or plus dining. Usually there are local secret shopping groups. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. I'm going to break it down for you. Secret shopping is where a restaurant or a store hires a third-party service to have people essentially come in and spy on their staff. I know it sounds so cringy, but the idea behind it is to make sure that the services that are being provided are in alignment with what that restaurant or that store expects of their staff. And the way that it works is you sign up to become a secret shopper, and then you get your secret shop assignment. Usually, they'll give you a list of five to ten things that you need to do while you're there in order to get your meal paid for. So go in. You have five or ten things that you need to do. You can take a mental note of what happened or you can take notes on your phone. But the key here is you can't get caught as a secret shopper. It's like this very fun double mission. And I'm also wondering why I stopped doing it because it was fun. Anyway, at the end of your meal, you go online into that portal and you fill out the survey. Did they greet you with a smile? Did your food come within X minutes? Were you asked whether you were celebrating something special? You literally fill out that survey, you upload a picture of your receipt, and they will reimburse you for the food. And then oftentimes they will pay you an additional amount. So let's say the total for dining out came to 55 bucks, but they pay 75 bucks. You just got paid $20 to go out to eat. Super cool. Sell your shit. Can't believe I just said that. I'm like sweating thinking about it. I get so uncomfortable talking about bodily functions, which is so weird because I can talk about almost anything. Anyway, let's see if I can do this without like passing out from sheer embarrassment. Anyway, you can sell your poop if you There are different organizations that need healthy human poo. And there are a variety of reasons for this. We know that certain antibiotics can really mess up the gut biome. And so researchers are always trying to find different ways that they can use antibiotics without those really icky side effects. And for other people who have chronic health conditions, there could be a variety of reasons why they need a donation. The key here is that you have to be quite healthy. You usually have to send in a sample just to see if you qualify. But they're looking for healthy people who have a very rich gut biome, meaning they're eating a variety of lots of fruits and veggies and pickled things and all that good stuff. But the payout really can be worth it. I'm talking anywhere from $50 all the way up to $1,000 per month. All you have to do is a little bit of Googling and you can find out everything you need to know. You can also sell your shit 
figuratively. I'm talking about things that you have duplicates of. You can have a yard sale, garage sale, block party sale. You can list things over on Facebook Marketplace. Or if you have higher-end pieces, purses, bags, shoes, accessories, clothes, etc., you might actually do pretty well on a site like Poshmark. Number seven is try to book around shoulder season. Now, of course, this isn't possible for everybody, but shoulder season is the area just before or just after peak tourist season in a certain area. For many places, shoulder season is going to be just before Memorial Day or just after Labor Day if you're in the U.S. and you're traveling within the U.S. If you're traveling somewhere warm, obviously it's going to be more expensive in the winter months. So see if you can kind of book on that shoulder season. And the reason I say shoulder season and not off season is that there's a reason those popular seasons are popular. Usually the weather is typically better, shops are open, and it actually makes it a much more pleasant place to visit. I have traveled all over at different times of the year, and while I don't mind bundling up and walking, it isn't quite as nice as just being able to walk around in like jeans and a t-shirt if I'm exploring somewhere new. The other thing with going somewhere in an off-season in particular, if there are climate concerns, is that the off-season might be monsoon season or fire season, so it might not literally be safe to be going to those places. Oftentimes, hotels will literally have a table that said when peak season is, when shoulder season is, and when off season is, and you'll see the prices differ depending on what time of year you book. And if you can avoid traveling during school breaks or big holidays, you'll also save money on your trip. While we've been taught that supply and demand is good for consumers, turns out that is not always the case in the world of capitalism. AKA, a lot of popular places and popular times to travel know they can ring you of your money and charge way, way more. So see if you can travel, not when all the kids are on spring break or when all the kids are on holiday break. Four different financial archetypes shape our relationship with money and give us insights into our unique financial strengths and challenges. Do you know which of the four archetypes you are? To find out, take my quick and free quiz at mindmoneybalance.com slash quiz. Again, that's mindmoneybalance.com slash quiz. Here's the rest of the episode. If it's feasible for you, number eight is to see if you can travel overnight. That'll save you on accommodation. Of course, there's a giant old asterisk here. If, you know, the the bob of the train back and forth doesn't lull you to sleep, but rather keeps you up in an anxiety-fueled state of insomnia, then it's probably not worth it. And it's probably worth just getting a hotel for the evening or lodging for the evening. But if you can sleep on a train or you are gifted like me and can sleep on a plane, then you might want to do your travel overnight and save on an additional night of lodging. Number nine is to sign up for every loyalty program you can think of. Yes, hotel and airline rewards, but also think about things like Lyft, Uber, and Starbucks. A lot of them have partnered with different airlines, so you can get miles when you swipe your card and get a coffee. Anytime we can add a little bit of miles or add a little bit of rewards and shave off some of the cost of travel is a good thing. Speaking of saving up and shaving money off the top, number 10 is to sign up for cashback services. This could be through a cashback credit card or it could be through using a service like Rakuten. The key here is to make sure that you're not spending more than you would have just to get some money back. If there are online shopping places that you frequent and are a part of your monthly budget, then make sure you're getting some cash back on the things you already purchased. Outside of cash back to save on everyday things by installing something on your browser, such as 
as Honey. Honey will check all of the different coupon codes and make sure you're getting the best deal if you were going to purchase something already. The key here is to not go shopping just to see what you can save money on. But if you were already going to buy something and you had set aside money in your head or in your bank account for that purchase, taking that additional money you would have saved, transferring it into your savings account for travel is a good idea. Number 12, use rewards points. This is a whole topic that deserves a whole video, travel hacking, which is leveraging things like credit card miles and points, airline points, and hotel points to get you free travel or at least travel for pennies on the dollar. 13 is a little bit different than traveling in shoulder season, but it's to be flexible with your travel dates. I think a lot of us have in our head that we can't travel in December because we always have to be with our family in December for the holidays. I personally find that if you tell your family, my partner and I are actually taking a trip or I'm taking a solo vacation, they're usually incredibly supportive. And I also find that traveling to different places during a holiday season can be a really fun way to connect with the culture and to have a very special holiday-related travel memory. 14 is to house swap. There are websites dedicated to helping people swap apartments, houses, condos. If you live in a desirable city or an area with a lot of tourist attractions, or maybe there's somebody there across the world that has family where you live, you can always do a house swap. It's also a very fun way to feel like you're a local when you're traveling and to connect with somebody else in a meaningful way. Similar to house swapping, you can use a service called Trusted House Sitters. If you're out of town and you have a cat, dog, any other pet that you don't want to come with you or can't come with you, you can hire a trusted house sitter to come to your house and watch your pet. The exchange is that they get to stay there for free. You're not having to pay to board your animal, but they're getting to stay there for free. So you're probably going, well, Lindsay, that doesn't really help me if I want to travel. But you can sign up to be a trusted house sitter. All across the world, people are looking for pet lovers to stay with their cats or their dogs and to give them the type of care that they would give them if they were home. So see if there are any houses or apartments in areas that you want to be where you could sign up and be a trusted house sitter to have your accommodations covered and not only have your accommodations covered, but also get a snuggly companion while you're traveling. Sounds amazing. Number 16 is to don't rule out hostels. I know you're probably thinking a hostel is full of young 20-somethings tearing up the town and you're not wrong, but there are so many different styles of hostels across the globe that you might not have thought of. Of course, there are the traditional dorm-style hostels where you have 8, 12, or even 24 beds to a room and you have a shared bathroom. But you can also search for hostels and sort by ones that are family friendly, ones that are private, or even ones that have an ensuite bathroom and save a ton of money. The bonus with hostels is that they often have built in things like breakfast or happy hours or community events. So you can also kind of save on some of the entertainment too. Like I mentioned earlier, when it came to saving on entertainment, hotels often extend discounts to people depending on who they work for or what associations they are affiliated with. Oftentimes we think of things like getting a discount for a hotel if you're a AAA member, but you can also get discounts depending on where you work, whether or not you are a veteran. If you're a school alumni, you just never know. When you search for a hotel, when you click on that little drop-down menu, there will usually be something called like special rates, alumni rates, AAA rates. See if you can qualify for any of those discounts to save on your hotel. 18 is to look into non-plane travel, especially right now. The cost of travel via a plane is very expensive. Those very cheap round trip flights just 
aren't really available anymore unless you feel like wearing 50 pounds of clothing and not checking a bag. I personally do not. So instead, can you think about travel in a more innovative way? I think it's a really fun way to see parts of the country that you might not have normally gone to or considered. So see where Amtrak takes you if you're in the U.S., if you're in Canada, check out what Via Rail offers. And if you're fortunate enough to be somewhere like Europe or Asia that has an amazing rail system, I don't even have to explain to you why rail travel is so beneficial. If you're set on doing plane travel, play around with Google Flights to get a bigger picture of how much the cost of a flight would be. You can search by month to kind of get an idea of which flights are cheaper when. Maybe you planned on flying somewhere from a Friday to a Sunday, but you find out that flying in on a Wednesday is a cheaper option, you can shift your travel in accordance so you can snag that more affordable plane seat. Number 20 is to use public transportation. This is a way to save up money now and at your destination. Think about walking, biking, or taking a bus to your place of work to go get your groceries, to meet up with your friends instead of taking your car and take that money that you saved in gas and maintenance and put it into your travel fund. Similarly, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but when you're traveling, do the same thing and see if you can save money on actual transportation by walking, riding, or rolling around town. Number 21 is to see if you can find a bundled rate to save money. A bundled rate or a vacation package is where an agency or organization bundles a bunch of different things into a vacation package to help you save on the cost of that package. You can search for different bundled deals online, but you can also get bundled deals directly from some airlines, credit card portals, or hotel sites. Just check for vacations that might be offered and see if any of them are going to fit within your budget. Another option to find bundled travel is actually those buy in bulk memberships often offer great discounts on vacations. I said there were 21 tips, but I'm fairly certain that some of those I gave like three to five different ideas. I can't do the math right now because I'm a little winded from all that talking, but I probably gave you way more than you bargained for and gave you way more than 21 ways to save up for your next trip. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast player. This quick but meaningful action helps to support the show and helps others discover it too. I love connecting with my listeners, so if something resonated, take a screenshot of the episode and tag me over on Instagram at MindMoneyBalance. This podcast simply wouldn't be possible without the help of others. I want to thank RJ Basio, who edits this podcast, and Liberty Sales, who helps market the show to help people who need it find it. The cover art and episode art design is by Jenny H. Design. Disclaimer, everything on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Neither the host or guests are rendering legal, financial, accounting, mental health, investing, medical, or other professional advice. If you want professional help, please seek it out.